Welcome back, guys. This is the Can't Lose Show, and I'm your host, Trent. It's your boy, Josh. Guys, it may look a little different. We all got our own lives. We got work to do. So we had to do this one over Zoom. So bear with us. I hope we're going to give you guys the best content possible and quality possible out of this uh, format. It's our first time doing it in season two. I think our first time ever on Zoom, correct? There's there's plenty. Yeah, I think so. But there's plenty of... uh... Uh, one time we did it over the phone, but yeah, I don't think we did Zoom. We must have done audio only that week, maybe. Yeah, I don't know if we had video yet. Yeah, um, I don't know, but it's the first time we've done it over Zoom. But uh, plenty of duos and podcasts out there that make it work. Yeah, so let's uh let's jump into what we learned from week eight, Josh. Since uh we're on the horizon of week nine, let's look back at week eight. What's one thing you learned? One thing that I didn't learn this. But I think a lot of people learned, and I think uh, Lamar Jackson put the NFL on notice again. His receivers were catching the ball and making plays and helping him out finally, and we saw what happened. I mean, they walked down and marched down the field over and over again against what we just said that previous week, a top-five defense, a top-five offense, and a top-five team, the Lions. So that was crazy. Yeah, that was – that was an ass whipping and a statement for sure. Yeah. I mean, 357 yards for three touchdowns. And I don't know if that's uh, including his rushing touchdown he had too. Yeah. And 21 for 27. Like, bro. Don't sleep on him. My fucking sleeper pick for MVP. Not so much of a sleeper. I mean, he was never that much of a sleeper, but people love to hate on him. They love to call him a running back. But he yeah. just continues to like prove people wrong. And now he's got some weapons. And they're catching a the ball. Who knows what could happen? Yeah. Uh, one thing that I got, well, it's not that I learned, but we definitely got reminded on any given day, any given team can win. So you have some, some uh games this past weekend. I'll just name a few: Pats over Bills. No one expected that. Um, yeah. you had the Giants over the Commanders. I know the Giants are supposed to be a better team on paper, but lately they've been playing like shit. So that was a unexpected one. Ravens over the Lions. I know the Ravens are the real deal, but the Lions just had so much hype. And that one was like a any given day type deal. Yeah, getting um, held to six points. That was yeah. crazy. Bears over the Raiders. The Raiders aren't aren't the best, but the Bears are the Bears this year. And so like And they had a D two quarterback. Exactly. Hey, shout out to him, man. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's a cool story right there. And then to end the week, you had the Vikings over the Niners. We'll get into that later. Don't want to, don't want to get too far into that one. But it's yeah. just any given day, any given team. It's kind of a, what we were reminded this week more than what we learned this week. Lamar Jackson kind of reminded everyone that he's still an MVP. Yeah, and uh, definitely. We were reminded that it's always any given Sunday. Yeah. Um. But for sure, one thing we learned is some teams are going to be sellers, and some teams are going to be buyers at the trade deadline. Um. Yeah. You got a couple guys that you're looking after for this week, or not this week, but as the uh, deadline comes up, um, that you think are going to be traded away, um, maybe for the, for picks for players, you know, what you got? I don't, I don't know, I don't know too much about cap space and everything and where everyone's at with that necessarily. But um, the 49ers just, have the second most. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that, but <laughs> if I just had to go off like like where teams are at right now with their like uh their record and their 
both their record, like if they're going to make the playoffs and some of their weaknesses, I think yeah. uh, the Ravens are probably going to try and go in right now and upgrade at some positions. I'm thinking the Titans are obviously they just traded away Kevin Byard and all pro safety to the Eagles. And yeah. so maybe they're looking to rebuild right now, get some picks. And uh, I think Derrick Henry, one of the highest paid guys on the team, has to be one of the pieces they're looking at right now. Running backs are not the hottest on the market, so mm-hmm. they're probably looking to give him away, and the Ravens could use Derrick Henry in that backfield to help out Lamar Jackson. I completely agree with the fact that the Ravens are going to be shopping for a running back. Um, yeah, they have I think, to. I think the running back, from my from my opinion, is going to come from the Jets and Delvin Cook. A little bit of a cheaper Ooh. option. Um, yeah. He's not getting used in New York like he should. Um, and that's all credit to Brees Hall. I mean, he's a dog. He's the running back one. So due to the lack of support role that he has over there, I could see him being traded over to um, over to the Baltimore Ravens. But I don't think the Jets are sellers. I think they're that's just going to kind of balance out the team. They'll, they'll be buyers too if they're hoping Aaron Rodgers yeah. can make a comeback. Yeah, they got some other running backs too in the market. I mean, on their uh, in their backfield. Yeah. But uh, so, if you think, do you think Derrick Henry's still on the on the trade market? Is he on the trading block? Yeah, I think their rebuild's going to take some time, and I don't think Derrick Henry's going to want to sit around for that. Um, honestly, I don't know their money situation, but just talent wise, they're a couple years away from being ready. Just looking at their roster overall right now. Um, how they're playing, I think. Where? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. I think that like the quarterback <laughs> situation's not figured out for sure. Uh-huh. Um, which is a huge thing, and I yeah, we'll see how Will Levis does this week. He's scheduled to start, but if they missed on him too, like they're at least another draft away. They better be terrible and go get Caleb Williams, Drake May, Sam Howell. Like, or not Sam Howell, but. Um, Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. Yeah, so where do you see uh, Derek Henry going? Where's a good landing spot for him if it's not uh, the Ravens? Um, Honestly, if they really wanted to make like a huge push, is KC or the Eagles? I mean, those are two front runners. I have no idea the money situation behind it, but they – it would be an upgrade for either of them. I'm not saying anything bad against their current running backs, but it's Derrick Henry. And it's Derrick Henry, you're right. But damn, I don't know. Pacheco and Swift are not bad. They're not but, bad, I but mean, when you pair when you pair them up with Derrick Henry. Yeah. You have a you have an end zone a red zone threat right there. Like insane. I mean, if they're trying to make a full out push, I mean, you could even argue for the Niners, right? I mean, we have CMC, but Derrick Henry's just a different type of running back than all three of those guys, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, who else do you have on your trade watch? I got a couple guys. I think the Ravens are probably looking at some DBs too. I could see Pat Sertain landing there. Okay. I, I don't I think they're in the market for some players for sure. But another guy, Brian Burns, dude, on the Panthers. I mean, everyone's always looking for that next pass rusher, elite pass rusher, and the Panthers are not there. Brian Burns, I think he's going to go somewhere. What do you think is a good landing spot? I actually don't think a, a landing spot's out there for him. Um, no? If they have trust in Bryce Young and they're building around Bryce Young now, 
it's going to be hard for me to see the Panthers as a selling team because it's going to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, their season might be over in a sense of making the playoffs, but oh, they're really song. not over because they're preparing for next season and keeping those key guys around is going to be crucial for them. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. Hey, they can could, you hear me? They did get right on. Yeah, I can hear you. Hold on, hold on. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay, sorry. My computer was twitching, and I was like, I don't know if we lost audio. Hey, it's a trial oh. run, you know? Yeah, no, nah, I can hear you. So was, what were you saying back to the Panthers? I was just saying I feel like they might be a, a little farther away than, like, you're making it seem. But, I mean, you're right. They did draft Bryce Young, and they got to be – they got to have some cornerstone players. Brian Burns is probably one of them. Yeah. And that, that edge rusher and the quarterback are probably the two guys, you know, that you build up around. Yeah. I, I Maybe some other guys be shipped, but I just think he doesn't go anywhere, which earlier in the season, wasn't I telling you about Brian Burns? Like the 49ers were looking at him, like, which would be insane for the 49ers to even do at this point. But it's just I kind of thought about it. I'm like, if you're really building around Bryce Young, you're gonna want to show him that you still believe in you're keeping certain guys around. I'm sure they were looking at him though, because they went and got Randy Gregory. They were they were in the market for someone for sure. Yeah. Dude, um, speaking of that, did you see yeah. Charles Amendu got two sacks? Dude. Yeah. What's up with all these Niners D linemen? Hey, he came to us, um, and he wasn't doing that good when he when like before he came to us and then he was on the Niners team and now he's fucking balling with the Chiefs served yeah. his little suspension and now been balling yeah yeah first game back probably huh yeah um another guy you brought up I was I had him on mine is Pat Sertain um it's just an interesting name to look for because he's one of those elite corners right um so with the team doing that bad, and they've already said everyone's available besides Russell Wilson. Yeah, they, oh, so that's real. That's legit. Yeah, well, I, I believe that's legit. I'm pretty sure Adam Scheffner and all those guys have reported that. Um, mm. So with that being said, Pastertain is just someone to look after because he's, a team's going to need that. Um, regardless how good you think both your corners are, He's probably an upgrade for 95% of the te- team's corners at one or yeah. two of the slots. For so, sure. Um, I don't know where he goes, per se. I could argue everyone for the 49ers if we want to be all in, right? I could keep doing that, make that case. <laughs> but I could see the Cowboys going after him with the Diggs injury. I know the guy that stepped in for Diggs hasn't been doing bad, but also their defense – hasn't been the best either since Dig went Diggs went down. So I could see that yeah. being a landing spot. So we'll see. All right. Well uh you want to get into some of our picks from last week. Talk about that. Yeah. Um I'll start off with my dog. My dog was Amaral St. Brown. He had 13 receptions for 102 yards, but no TDs. Um I'm still gonna consider that dog worthy. 13 catches is kind of insane. On, yeah, that's a big performance. I mean, they're I'm his, sure they're throwing around a lot. I mean, they yeah. got they were down quick by a lot. Yeah, they were down twenty eight zero at one point. But I mean, to still have thirteen receptions, kind of, kind of insane in an NFL game. So 
I'll stamp that dog right. on him right now. How'd your dog do? I'm on a losing streak. I mean, a lot of them have been hurt or something, but Cooper Cup, uh, he didn't do anything. I, I can't remember his exact stat line, but I just know that Puka went off and had eight catches for 154 yards. I mean, dude, is there a new wide receiver one in L.A.? I know. That guy just keeps finding a way to be open. Dude, and he's making plays, too, after the catch. I mean, he runs pretty hard, and you see him. He's lowering the shoulder, and he's not. He's fighting for yards, so. Yeah. Looking like a beast, I hate to say it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Your matchup? But yeah. Was, uh, My matchup, oh, Tua versus Hurts. I think that was a good one. I mean, it was really close on the stat lines. It was they both threw completed twenty three passes. Uh, Tua completed twenty three of thirty two. Hertz completed twenty three of thirty one. Okay. But uh, Hertz had two hundred seventy nine pass yards. Tua only had two hundred nine uh sixteen. And Hertz had one more touchdown and a rushing touchdown. And the dub. They, and the dub. And they both threw a pick, but Tua threw the pick late in the game when it really counted. And big play Slay made the play. Yeah. So I think Hurts won that matchup. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Of course, um, I mean he got the dub, so yeah. Two former college players, you know. So yeah. two teammates. Two teammates. That's what I meant to say. I don't know why I didn't. But yeah. <laughs> um that, that was a good matchup. My matchup, honestly, um, it was that coach matchup, Todd Bowles, Arthur Smith. Um, I said the teams are pretty equal talent wise. And the Falcons got the dub, so I'm going to name Arthur Smith the winner of this matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. But he sure did not win the hearts of many fantasy owners. With that no. Bijan Robinson situation. Um, Dude, I know. People are not happy. I don't know how I feel about it, honestly, because, like, headaches do come out of nowhere. And if he truly, like, if it was a migraine, like, thankfully I've never had migraines, so I don't know how that feels. But, like he was a healthy a healthy participant you could roll a guy out right before the game if you need to and he never did and the fantasy owner started him and just it kind of sucked but hey it is what it yeah, is yeah they never ruled him out no he was on the sidelines the whole time helmet ready to go and just just didn't play damn yeah i didn't know that that's crazy yep um how'd your games go uh, my game was one of my matchups too. It was Miami versus Philly. That was a, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a it was a good game to watch. I had to watch it all by myself, you know. I got stood up by all the homies. I was watching bro, Applebee's. Bro, thanks let's, for the three balleritas. Let's dive into this real quick. So Josh sends a text, guys, in our in our <laughs> friend group chat, and I'm gonna call out all the homies right now. I replied right away. Hey, I'm not gonna be able to make it. If you guys don't know, I don't live close like as close to them anymore. Um, so I was already doing something over where I live, and I was straight up with Josh. I didn't give him like false hope or anything. And the other guys text him, "Oh yeah, I'll go after so and so, so and so, so and so." Giving Josh some hope, he's like, "I'm gonna go get a table." Josh goes and gets a table. It's dollar margaritas or however you say it. And Josh texts me, like at halftime. Bro. Yeah, I think it was the whole first half. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh. bro, no one showed up. And honestly, 
that hit my heart. And I was next to my girl, Karina. And I told her, I'm like, man, I feel so bad for him right now. Like, like got <laughs> nah, a little bro. bro, bro, bro. You don't even know. Like, the worst part was when I asked for my table, right? Uh, the lady goes, do you want to just sit at the bar? And I was like, no, can I get a table? And she's like, for one? And I was like, I was like, no, for like uh, four people or so. She's like, um, okay. <laughs> and then like, she just kept walking past me, dude. She never came back to help me. And she's just oh. like, I went to the bathroom and I put the coaster over my cup. She cleaned up all my stuff. She probably thought I freaking got stood up or something and walked out. <laughs> oh, bro, this is making my heart hurt even more. Oh, yeah, I'm glad I sent okay, you the three dollars. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I did, I did, but man, it was a good game. Yeah, it was a good game. It was fun to watch. I mean, those both, I mean, Tyreek Hill went off 11 for 88. He didn't go off, but he had another game 11 for 88 yards and a touchdown. And Waddle had six for 63. Yeah, but AJ Brown, dude, 10 for 137 and a touchdown. He's been going crazy. You know, that trade to this day still fucking – how did no other team offer that to get A.J. Brown, you know? It's like yeah. that was an insane trade, and hey, kudos to the Eagles front office for pulling that one off. Yeah, that shit is definitely haunting the Titans right now. Yeah. Um, my my One of my games was Cardinals-Seahawks. Um, it was a divisional, you know, game. It was gritty, but – the Cardinals' offense was lackluster, and they just couldn't handle the Seahawks' defense. They couldn't, they couldn't produce on them. So, I mean, the Seahawks got the dub in this one. Not much more to talk about, honestly. It wasn't like that exciting game like the Eagles and Dolphins, you know? Yeah, it wasn't the best game. No. But uh, that's it. That's like, yeah, I knew this was gonna happen with the mic. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. fall. Um, my last game was Lions Ravens, and we kind of already talked about it a little bit because you brought up the Lamar and to start the show, you know. So I don't want to get too far into that. I mean, just Ravens flat out just controlled that game, and yeah, Lamar's stat line was twenty one for twenty seven, three fifty seven, three TDs, just insane. And I'm I'm cool with that. Leaving it at that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was pure domination. That was insane. I was not expecting that at all. You know, no. we've been riding for the Lions. Yeah. And we'll still ride for the Lions, you know? Yeah, that was a rough one. But the Ravens are a good team. And they were yeah. clicking on all cylinders, dude. That They have a good defense. And, I mean, their offense is clicking. Lamar Jackson, he's been slinging it, but his guys are catching the ball this week. Yeah. Um, You got one more game, or did we touch your games? Uh yeah, it's KC versus LAC, the Chargers, and both my games ended thirty-one seventeen. But yeah, uh, the Chargers Mahomes, just don't know how to win. Yeah, they're uh, I don't know what's going on. They have all the talent, all the names. Like <laughs> they're paying all the money. Yeah. It's just so it does not make sense, dude. Like. We've talked about it before, but we'll talk about it again. Like, how are they not winning these games? I know it's the Chiefs, but I think I think because they, they associated win some of those games. Yeah, I think because they associated themselves with the Angels, and like they're kind of like their football team, you know, like how some cities pair up. 
probably gave them the curse. You know? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Probably. But, but I mean, Mahomes, you can't help him when Mahomes throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. It's just insane what he could do with the football in his hands. And if there's one quarterback I never have fear that's going to produce, it's him. And you know he'll find a way no matter who's out on the field with him. Who's yeah, in the dude, stands. that's what I was going to say, bro. There was 10 guys that caught a pass from Mahomes and 12 guys carried the football for it. But, I mean, that's what you call spreading the ball. And that's, that's what wins you football games, dude, on the offensive side. When everyone yeah. gets the touch, I mean, you had Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he got the bulk of it. He had 12 for 179 yards. But he's Travis Kelsey. That's going to happen. But then yeah. you got Valdez Scantling, three catches. Rashid Rice, five catches. Pacheco, four catches. McKinnon, two. Skymore, two. And then a bunch more guys with one catch. And I mean, they all had some decent yards on the day. And yeah. A big game all around for the Chiefs. They everyone is talking about they don't have the weapons they don't have this but i mean there was a bunch of guys we just said 10 guys caught a pass so yeah hey mahomes is insane i mean there's nothing more to put about it and the chiefs are looking like a super bowl caliber team for sure i would say the front runners out of the afc right now yeah they have to be um, six and one. They only lost to the, the Lions, huh? Yep. You ready to get into our our team? Bang bang Niner gang. Yeah. Guys, I mean, you guys are probably already commenting, like, y'all lost two times in a row, and now this one to the Vikings. The Vikings, like, guys, we're frustrated, but we I'm lost to Kirk on prime time. He doesn't win on prime time. That's the thing. Bro. Bald. Yeah, dude. He picked us apart. I mean, it looks similar to the like I said when we were talking during the game, it looks similar to Stafford and he was just picking us apart earlier in the season, just getting the ball yeah. out quick and yeah, it was not good. Yeah, so um this game started off great for our 49ers defense. We started the game off with a turnover, um, give the ball to our offense in great field position. And I'm like, damn, this is going to be lit. I even texted you, LFG. And I was like, we're going to go score. We're going to put seven up on them real quick. Led to a CMC fumble. And then they got seven points. Um, Question marks all over for me in my head. Um, We were so dominant the first five games. And now, like, I'm seeing some of our flaws. And I want to ask you this, and I, I haven't gotten your opinion. But question mark on defense. Past two games, even the including that Rams game, I know we won, but seems like the quarterbacks are finding all the soft zones. Um, they're making the right reads, completing those passes. Do you like what we're we're dialing up on defense? Like from a coaching standpoint, what needs to change? I mean, I don't know. You see Bosa talking about it. You see Shanahan talking about it. You know, we'll talk about that in the in the meetings later in the week or whatever. And I mean, it's a big talk right now. Yeah. Osa said it's not what we're used to running and mm-hmm. it's different. I mean, more blitzes and it's just a little different, but I mean, we were five and zero, and 
I guess people were still talking and they weren't the cleanest wins that we wanted, even though we were putting up 30 points and everything, like, and we were winning by a decent amount every time. Like, yeah, we would say they weren't the cleanest games and the scoreboard didn't always tell the full story. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's new, man. It's new defense. It's new guy. Yeah. I think honestly, like what I wrote on my notes is that, Maybe we we do kind of revert back to only bringing four to be able to drop back a little bit more help. Um, it seems the past two games we've gotten destroyed in the passing game. Yeah, and I know just getting it out quick. Yeah, I mean sometimes though they have time, which is just crazy. Their D line. Yeah, I I just I think maybe if we go back to the four man pressure, um, it just allows a little bit more coverage in the back end, but. Again, our our guys got to produce when it when whatever's called. If we're sending six, we better be getting the quarterback against five, you know. And that wasn't yeah. happening, and it just it's not like it's not character of our defense. Um, Fred's still playing out of his mind, but Dude. and we got to have Greenlaw. Greenlaw, okay, Greenlaw. Let's look at some bright sides. Greenlaw played out of his mind. He was a little hurt. You could tell he was hurt mm-hmm. because he's. One of the fastest linebackers in the NFL. Yeah. And he was getting beat to the flats quite a few times in the beginning. You saw he went out, but then dude went. He was hitting everyone. He was just yeah. leaving his body out there all night long, dude. And I mean, he's yeah. always playing like that. He's always out for blood. But you could tell he was definitely hurt and not as fast as he would have liked, but he was out there hitting. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, Greenlaw is definitely a top 10 linebacker in the game. You could even argue maybe even higher. Um, yeah. He's just dog. insane. But, man, we just got we got to tighten up something on defense. Like, Yeah, for what, sure. Whatever the change is call-wise, you know, I, I like to see making adjustments. We got to make an adjustment, especially facing this Bengals offense coming up. We'll get into that in just a little bit. I still have a couple things on this 49ers-Vikings game. Sure, you do too. Um, yeah, you know CMC, CMC still shine. Like I know that fumble we talked about, we brought that up, but the guy still goes and scores two touchdowns, extends that touchdown streak. Like he's just insane, and we're we're feeding him, and it's working out. Um, but we got to keep the ball moving around, and I thought we did a good job of that in the first half, but the second half it seemed like we we're going to the same two guys, you know. Uh, Brock was kind of making some decisions before the the play was even there, and it hurt him late in the game to Jawan. Um, he thought Jawan was gonna be able to beat that, and whether the ball sailed or not, a little bit, it just um, you know, you got to roll with the punches on that though, I guess. Yeah. Because we li- we live and die by it. I mean, he's been completing it right, but maybe that's just the. I'm pulling the bat out of it since it was a loss. You know, I could be saying the exact opposite on a couple other passes. So, I don't know. Yeah, it was definitely a tough loss. Dude, that throw, I mean, you could say Jennings went outside a little bit, and I think maybe uh, Purdy thought Jennings was just going to cut straight in and get in quick to that, you know, middle of the field. But it could have been a miscommunication or whatever. It was tough to see that. Two interceptions for Purdy. You know the haters are coming for him. Oh, yeah. He's already dropped. I mean, Stephanie was, like, all about the 49ers, and now he doesn't know if he could trust Brock. 
I mean, he's a young player. He's going to he's gonna have learning curves. And, I mean, yeah. rather have this now than in a playoff game. Like, let, let's learn from this. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully we're not down in a game, right? I mean, we always want to be winning. But later in the season, we're going to be down. And we're going to have to put that two-minute drive together and come back. And he's going to learn yeah. that, you know, be a little more selective I, and take care of the ball. Yeah. And, I mean, it's good that, like er- – not good, but it's like everything went wrong for us. We played sloppy, had a lot of flags, and it's like we still had a chance to go down and win it. So it's like we're just barely losing these games where everything is going right for the other team and everything like that touchdown right before yeah. the half. Come on, that's a the pick. Vi- like the Vikings haven't played this well this yeah, whole season, so, you know. If you had to look on, you know, one of the bright sides, like everything's going wrong and we're still we still have a chance to win these both games that we just lost yeah agreed um and i don't want to really overreact you know we bring up some points and i don't think we're overreacting we're just breaking down you know um yeah you want to get in the next game i was just looking at stats i mean yeah Yeah. our defense was on the field a lot but fucking greenlaw had a solo tackles god damn he was flying around yeah are you ready to get into next week yeah, let's get into it. All right, let's take a deep breath. All right, it's a new week. Let's go. 24 hours is up, and we're ready to roll. Hey, we're hosting the Bengals. Um, it's a 125 game, so midday game for us. I think that's like, what, 4 o'clock? Or not, it's 125 on our end. I don't know what it is on the East Coast, but mm. um, we're hosting the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals are, they started off slow. We talked about their slow struggle. But they're heating up. They're coming off yeah. two dubs against two NFC West opponents. Uh, they beat the Cardinals two weeks ago and then just beat the Seahawks. Um, or sorry, Seahawks, Cardinals, and then were they on a bye? Am I tripping right now? But yeah. All right, I just had a technical difficulty. You you're good. You're right good. Now? No. Oh, okay, we're good. Keep going. Yeah. So they're they're hot, and I think um. This is going to be a great test for our defense, you know. We're talking about the adjustments that need to be made. They're going to try to beat us over the top, especially with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Um, I think we'll handle their rush game. Um, so they're going to have to beat us with the pass game. And yeah. I think with the right adjustments, the right calls, we'll be just fine. We match up very well against their offense. Um, and the key is to not let Joey B get in a rhythm, you know. Yeah, our DBs and our linebackers have to play fast and physical this week, dude. They've got some guys on the outside. All three of their receivers can go catch the ball and tight end, yeah. too. I mean, Joe Mixon out of the backfield, catching passes or running the ball is a threat, too. So our linebackers and our DBs are going to have to play fast and physical. And, I mean, as we know, our D-line is going to have to get some pressure on Joey B. Yeah, I want Nick Bosa to hug his old – his old former teammate, give him a yeah, little love tap to the ground, you know? Show him how bad he wanted to give him a hug. Get to him. Yeah. Bunch of, give him, just keep hugging him, dude. Give him those bear hugs, you know? <laughs> um, But we just got news today before we recorded. Brock is in concussion protocol. Um, Dating back to last year, there hasn't been a player that has cleared that within that week time frame to get back for the game. I don't know how severe it is. He was, Kyle Shannon reported that on the playing right home that he was uh getting some of those feelings you know so will he make it in time for the game i don't know let's just let's just be um 
cautious and say Sam Darnold starting. What do you think about yeah. that? Uh, so do you know what's going on with Trent Williams? Have you heard about anything? Uh, is he playing? Is he waiting till after we get back from the bye? He's listed as questionable, which is different than his doubtful from last week. Mm. So in a way, I guess that's better. I don't know if they don't list doubtful till the end of the week. Honestly, I don't know how that works for injury report, but he's questionable. Mm. Debo Samuels for sure out. And other than that, I didn't see anyone else on the injury report. Yeah, I, man, I mean, I'm. I'm going to say, even though, even with Trent Williams out, or even more so with Trent Williams out, our O-line is going to have to step up big time and play how they were playing the first five games when they're making holes and allowing CMC to get going. That's what we need this game. Our past two losses, what has not happened, CMC is, yeah, he's had the two touchdowns, and or he's had obviously he's had a touchdown like every game for like a whole season down near. But uh, he hasn't been getting going as like he was in the first five games, like on the ground. So our yeah. line needs to step it up and needs to create some room for CMC to get going. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we got to jump out to an early lead. I think our I think any team in the NFL plays fr- better from ahead. You know, um, give our yeah. defense a little more cushion, and that's all. That's gonna start with CMC. You know, give let's let's pound the ball first. Make them respect the run game. And then we'll beat them over the top eventually, you know? But yeah. First and foremost, I don't don't think they have the guys to, I don't think they have the guys to guard uh, Kittle, uh, Ayuk, JJ, even without Debo. I don't think they have the guys to guard our guys. And our O line just has to step up and get CMC going. So then those guys will be open. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm thinking I'm looking at my notes real quick and you know I I wrote this and I I kind of it's kind of um like a like no shit kind of saying but I think our offense needs to do the things that they're good at and do them great this week um be perfect at the things we know what to be perfect at you know um I think that would be huge to piggyback off that that quick start and kind of just have that flow of the game. You know, Um, I don't want to be playing from behind this game. I don't, I'm not saying we need to be in a three touchdown score lead. I mean, that'd be awesome, but we, we, we've been playing from behind the past two weeks and hasn't worked out in our favor. Yeah. Let's get out in front of early for sure. Yeah. Um, Do you want to jump ahead to the rest of the NFL and talk about that? Yes, sir. Let's get into it. I'm going to go first. I think you've been saying your dogs first, and that's why you've been hitting. So this week, it's my turn to hit and my dog of the week. With Tyreek Hill being questionable, I got Jalen Waddle having a big game. Obviously, even if uh, Hill plays, he's still going to be probably not at 100%. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be looking to Waddle, and we know – like I said last year, over and over again, they're one of the top duos, if not the top receiving duo in the league. And so you can count on Wall to have a big game and have a Tyreek-type stat line this weekend. Okay. Um, big, big game, big game. You said Tyreek stat line. What's that looking like then? That's looking like double-digit catches, 140-plus, 
Okay. A touchdown, at, at least one touchdown, maybe two. He's going to get loose, dude. He's fast. They got some speedsters over there. We've talked about it before. They're going to give the Patriots defense a run for their money. I know they're coming off yeah. an awesome victory against the Bills, but it's kind of like those last year, you know, when every team played us, they followed with a loss because how hard fought that loss was or how hard that game was. I think it's going to be the same same thing for the Patriots this week. They're going to be banged up, and the Dolphins are going to come hit them in the mouth coming off this this bad-tasting loss, you know? And Waddle's going to be a huge part of that. Yeah, for sure, dude. I think he's going to have a big game. And they just don't have the guys to lock him down. I mean, we've seen a lot of receivers have big games against their DBs lately. And they got yeah. J.C. Jackson back, and, I mean, we're not even going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, my dog of the week, and since I'm going second, I'm gonna break the second person curse. Um, Matthew Stafford is gonna be my dog of the week. He's facing the uh, Cowboys. He's going against the sorry team. Oh no, sorry, sorry. They're a good team. They're a good team. Chandler's all biting his mouth right now, trying to punch you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going Matthew Stafford. They're playing the Cowboys. Um, I think he's gonna have a great game against this Cowboys defense. More so. Some crazy stats, four touchdowns, 300-plus yards. He's going to light the scoreboard up, and Puka Nakua is going to be a huge part of that. Hopefully, Cooper Cup gets back going, in a sense, for the Rams. But just just kind of I mean, 400 yards, game. he's going to have to spread the ball around. 300, 300. Oh, no, you said 400. Oh, sorry, I wrote 300. I was probably reading the four TDs and put the four. Oh, you know, oh maybe you said 300, four TDs. Maybe that's what you said. Yeah, so – I, I that's gonna be my dog. My matchup, on the other hand, is another is about a couple quarterbacks. Um, my matchup: C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. I think this is oh. such a cool matchup, uh, for yeah. many reasons. The one being that these guys have been playing against each other since they were young boys. You know, they played each other in their youth football. Grew up nearby cities. They played each other in high school. They played each other in college at two big schools. And now it's going to be their first time lining up against each other in the NFL. Like, what a cool story to have, you know? Yeah, in their rookie season, too. That's cool. I mean, it's pretty dope to see that they're getting to play each other and they're both lining up against each other at the highest level. And who would have, I'm sure they didn't, maybe they did. Maybe they were expecting it when they were little kids. I'm sure they were balling. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even know who to pick as a winner for this one. I honestly just want to look at the score after the game and it'd be like, 50 to 49. Like, just let the quarterbacks have fun <laughs> this game and, you know, sh- shoot fireworks, whatever, and throw yeah. all the touchdown passes to Adam Thielen. I'll be cool with that. That would be dope, but I'm just going to be honest with you. D'Amico Ryan is going to dial it up this weekend. It ain't going to be too good for Bryson. You're probably right on that one. I mean, yeah. but – Let's let's just hope 50 50 49. You know? Yeah, I hope so. Though. I <laughs> hope it's gonna be a little shootout. I hope they both have the best games of their career so far. That'll be dope to see. Yeah. Uh, what's your matchup? My matchup is gonna be going back to the Niners game. Mooney Ward, Tavarius Ward versus Jamar Chase. It's the infamous matchup when uh Ward was back on the Chiefs and Ward had the pass deflection or pass breakup, and then he started – he hit the gritty, and then Jamar Chase went off. I think he had two or three touchdowns after that. He hit the gritty back, and, I mean, 
obviously he, he came back and won that match. That's it's so hard for DBs, you know, they can do yeah. anything all game and have like a few. I, okay, but Jamar Chase went off that game. It's not one of those games, but you know, they could let up one touchdown and be locking up all game, and you know, the receiver is going to be talking shit. But yeah, great uh, matchup though. Great matchup. I think both of them are excited to go at it. Mooney is going to be looking to bounce back. He had a lot of penalties. He had the pick last week, but then he had the touchdown that he gave up and kind of sloppy. And, you know, he's going to be looking to bounce back against a big matchup. You know, people are talking about it. There's going to be the the posts of then the gritty, him gritting, and then getting grittied on. So Yeah. I like I that. Gonna, I think it's going to be fireworks. I think we need Mooney to lock down this week if we want to get this dub going into the bye. Okay, okay. Um, we like to pick two games. If you guys are your first-time listeners, um, we like to pick two games each. Um, I'll shoot my games real quick. I'm going to shoot them both. I'll be quick about it. Um, I got Brown C- Seahawks. I think this is going to be a great game. Um, more so because it's kind of a, a telltale game. They're both 4-2, and two, and, you know, the Seahawks are hoping to make a playoff push. The Browns are hoping to make a playoff push. Their coach is starting P.J. Walker, which is cool. I mean, it's kind of crazy to say Deshaun Watson, the highest one of the highest-paid quarterbacks, got, in a sense, benched. I know he's not fully healthy, but he's healthy enough to have a uniform Wait, on. So, uh, got benched? Yeah, I mean, he's not ruled out due to injury. He's P.J. Walker's mm, just named the starter. He's questionable. So, yeah, P.J. Walker starting. I think this will just be a good, yeah, good indicator for the rest of the season. And then I have the Jag Steelers, which is going to be another great indicator for playoffs, uh, huge playoff implications, you know, um, for the AFC, who wants to have the higher seed. Um, both are looking like they're going to – they're in route to make the playoffs right now. I know the Steelers are a little a little iffy more than the Jags per se, but just I think huge implications for both of those games down the line. Yeah, for sure. Those are two big games. The Brown Seahawks one's actually really interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. What about your games? And which one you said, Jag Steelers? Yeah, Jag Steelers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my games are going to be uh, Rams at Dallas. I mean, obviously, that's a big game. L.A. versus the Cowgirls, you know, the America's team. Uh, Rams are having a – they're looking a lot better than I think probably even they expected. Mm-hmm. And – Dallas is, you know, falling off a little bit. The hype is dying down from those first few games when they were just exploding and shutting out a team and just dominating. I got the Rams taking it in this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Puka and Cup are going to be too much, like you said, Matthew Stafford. And I just think they're going to be too much. And my other game of the week is going to be the Battle of New York, New York Jets at the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. I mean, both teams, uh, especially the Jets, had big high hopes, big, yeah. real high hopes, and they're not looking as good as they wanted to be. Jets are actually, since Aaron Rodgers went out, doing better than they probably thought, though. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a huge game for them. They're trying to keep those playoff hopes alive um, yeah. with Aaron Rodgers aiming to come back this season, which is insane. Uh, but they got to get this dub against a struggling Giants team. I know they're coming off a victory, but the Giants aren't the same Giants from last year, and it'll be crucial for the Jets to get this dub. 
Yeah, they need to get it, especially uh, playing the Giants. Yeah. Um, Do they have a rivalry? I never, I don't really know. Is there a rivalry there? There's got to be, right? There's got to be. They share the same stadium. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure there is, but both mm. Jets have been bad for so long in our lifetime. I don't know. Yeah. True. Um, you ready to jump to other football outside the NFL? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get to it. All right. Other football outside the NFL. I'm going to spring this one on you because I didn't even put this in my notes. We have our alma mater facing the city rival, La Habra Highlanders. So you got Sonora Raiders versus La Habra Highlanders. It's mm. a matchup we couldn't win during our time in football, <laughs> which is, hey, it's all right. I mean, I'm not going to. There hasn't been many from our side that have won. <laughs> no. It's not I think it's not the, the biggest rivalry, the best rivalry. No. I think you got to go back to early 2000s for a Sonora dub, which this year, um, I'll put the state, I'll put what's out there. Sonora's 4 0 in league. La Habra's 4 or no. Yeah, 4 0, right? 3 1. Okay. 3 1 for La Habra. Sonora's 4 0. Um, if Sonora wins this, they're sole league champs. And if La Habra wins. And city champs. Baby. And city champs, something we haven't done. Uh, if La Habra wins. They're co-league champs with two other people. And yeah. it's just it's it's a cool game to look at. And I want you to kind of break it down a little bit more. Uh I mean, I don't know too much about La Habra, but I can't really say what they need to do. I just know that Sonora's got some dogs and they need to get that run game going. They've got a really good uh, running back and they just need to feed him, and I mean, I'm not too sure about you know the lob over there. So I don't know how they're looking, what what's really going on, but I mean, Sonora's the whole like motto and their whole thing, kind of similar to the Niners when they're saying you know it's all about us. It's thought their thing is it's our way, like we do things our way. So they just got to do things their way and go out there and do uh, what. Nobody's probably thinking they're due. I know they pro- they probably got some hype this year though. Maybe people are kind of thinking it, but yeah, do what no one's done in a long time. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. We'll be in attendance, um, so I, it'll be good. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. Um, other than that, football wise, I kind of want to jump over a different sport completely. Um, yeah, nothing happened. There wasn't even any college football on last week. Yeah, so. USC definitely didn't lose again. Notre Dame was on a bye, so I, I mean, I'm ready to jump to baseball. You got the World Series. I'm wearing my World Series shirt from 2002 because that's the last time the Angels were in it. Um, man, you got Arizona Diamondbacks and the Texas Rangers. I think such a cool matchup, honestly, because the Diamondbacks are so young, and the Rangers. I mean, they knew they were going to be somewhat good this year. I don't know if, like, outside the clubhouse that people thought they were going to make it to the World Series. So, they've just been dominant in the playoffs, especially on the road. This is going to be a good matchup. Um, who's your favorite to win the World Series? My favorite, and I really don't pay attention to baseball, but my favorite, because my favorite is the Texas Rangers, because the fucking Diamondbacks knocked out the Dodgers. <laughs> So let's go Rangers. Get it done, man. Okay. It would yeah. honestly though, if the Diamondbacks won it all, then we're like, oh, we lost to the team that won the World Series. 
Yeah. So I don't care, dude. Honestly, they could tie for all I care. Okay. I have the Rangers, and I have the Rangers in six with Corey Seager being named the World Series MVP. He's been there, Damn. done that, and he's going to have four homers in this series and just kind of play out of his mind, and the Rangers are going to be the world champs. Has he been lighting it up these playoffs? Um. Yeah, I mean, he's he's being Corey Seager, you know, consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's go to the NBA now. The NBA started last night. Um, both of our teams didn't start off with a dub. We both had the opening games, but that's all right because I don't know if you look back. The Nuggets last year, their first game, hey, they lost, and they are world champs. So I guess um, we're right in line for that. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like either of our teams, the Warriors or the Lakers, played some scrubs. We played the Sun, the uh, Warriors played the Suns, and the Lakers played the world champs, the defending champs. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers were losing by a lot for most of the game, but here and there they would come back, bring it within 10, bring it within 7. I don't know what the closest they ever got was, but yeah, they just couldn't pull it out. They couldn't pull out the dub. But it's, yeah. week, it's a game one, a lot of games, a lot of games. Yeah. I mean, we got a deep bench, dude, so I'm not worried about it as the season goes on. Yeah, I'm not worried either. It's just one game. Well, we yeah. have 81 more to go, or so 80 more to go. Yeah. So, um, you want to talk that UFC card? Dude, that card was crazy. It was so fast, dude. The, it was it ended in like two hours. It had to have been one of the fastest cards in recent history, yeah. for sure. Uh, there were so many first-round finishes. I mean, they were all finishes. I don't, none of them... Oh uh, wait, uh Kamza and Usman went the distance, but yeah, most of them got finished or I mean that one fight Johnny Walker versus uh I can't remember his name, but the light heavyweight fight. I mean that was crazy. The they waved it off, the doctor waved it off very quick at that. But I mean they I... did say that like he wasn't responding right. And I mean you see, even when they waved it off, he like <laughs> like he goes to like fight still and we're like what is going on so maybe he was like maybe the doctor could see something or hear something that we didn't you know i don't know that one johnny walker like they asked him after they they came out with what they asked him they he asked him where are you he said in the desert was he wrong okay but like, like wh- why would you not say Abu I, Dhabi, Dubai. Like you don't know where you're fighting, dude. I guess that's kind of his personality. Based off the interviews after it, they're like, if you don't know him, like he jokes around a lot. Like that's not like, come on, bro. They're testing him for like head stuff, you know, like concussion or whatever. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I was pissed that they called off the fight, but hey. It I mean, was it was very quick, so I mean it's you're right, like it's hard to even tell like that quick. Yeah. Like he didn't really give him much of a shot. But you see, like even after he called it, like they clearly waved it off and like Johnny Walker is looking right at the the doctor and then like <laughs> he goes and like gets in his stance like he's about to fight again. So I don't yeah, know, maybe he wasn't, that was kinda maybe he wasn't in the best yeah, maybe he wasn't in the best shape. Um but, I mean, dude, the the co main and the main event, Usman, oh man, dog. I mean, both of those guys, they're, uh, Kamzala has fought at that weight before he's fought at middleweight, but he's a welterweight, oh. truly. 
And so, yeah. and Usman was the one of the greatest welterweights of all time, but they both moved up to middleweight. They're trying to move up. I think everyone's saying it. If Usman had a couple more rounds, I think he turns it up and he wins that fight because he was putting his hands on him at the end of that last or the third round. He was mm-hmm. cracking uh, Kamza. Dude, Kamza said mountain wrestling beats American wrestling and, uh, Usman has only ever been taken down one time before that in his career. And he got mm-hmm. taken down, oh, I want to say four or five times. And he defended it a lot. Kamzat was shooting a lot. But when Kamzat took him down, he was controlling him. And he was doing exactly what he wanted. So, yeah, he was right. Yep. And then the main card. The main card, dude. <sighs> Bro. I know we both picked. And we weren't right, but man, it was it was a it was a good fight, especially on short notice of a fight, you know, like to do that. I mean, you're still a dog for that, but that kick to end it, damn, that sucked, dude. That really sucked to see. I wanted it to be a dog fight. I wanted them to honestly, I didn't even care. Like, I kind of wanted them to go to the distance and just see another war and yeah, see who won, but. Man, it sucks when you lose like that. Volk said it in all the pre-fight stuff. He was going for the win. He was going for the the kill, the finish. He wanted it early. And sometimes when you do that, when you want to get shots, sometimes you have to take shots. Or sometimes you just leave it open. Yeah, you leave it open. And and that's what happened. He got kicked in the face by one of the best Mm -hmm. pound fighters in the world right now. And yeah, that's what happens. Yep. But man, Volk had not been finished in ten years or something like. That. I think it was ten years. That's crazy. He's been a dog, and I mean, he'll bounce back. Yeah, he's still um, a champ. I got something for you, real quick. Before we call it a show, I just want to go back to you getting stood up a little bit. Jason Chandler, Lulu, Jose, you showed up, but Jason Chandler, Lulu, y'all suck for that. All right. That's all I wanted to say. All right, bro. All right, let's call this one a a wrap. And uh, you guys will be seeing this pretty soon. Thank you guys for watching. That stayed all the way through. And, I mean, next week we'll probably be back in the studio. Uh, But thank you. Thanks, guys. Deuces. Deuces.